Oncology Systems Limited are the leading provider of radiotherapy ancillary equipment in the UK and Ireland. Serving the community for over 22 years, we pride ourselves on exceptional service and quality products. Please take a moment to visit our website www.osl.uk.com and take a look at our product lines, which include macromedics for patient immobilisation and IB dosimetry for all your radiotherapy quality assurance needs. We are more than happy to take your questions, so please do get in touch via our website or email inquiry at osl.uk.com and one of our specialist team will be available to assist you. Hello and welcome to Ramchat. My name is Jo McMara and I'm joined by my co-host named Jock Anderson. Hi everyone. So we're here at UKIO and we've got an amazing guest next uh, who I will let introduce herself. Hello everybody, I am Dr Naomi Shiner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because that's the first time I've said it like that, really, I suppose. <laughs> so, Naomi, what's your role? What do you do other than being now a doctor? Apart from being a doctor, so I am the programme lead for the BSC Diagnostic Radiography course at University of Derby, and I'm also the simulation lead for our discipline area. And I also chair the Society of Radiographers Simulation Specialist Interest Group. Woohoo! So, lots and lots of titles. Thank you. But that just shows Oh wow, many moons ago. Okay, so my family are fairly heavy in the healthcare profession and um, I knew from that I definitely did not want to be a nurse. Okay. So my mother put forward radiography I, and I went on a, a one day visit to my local hospital and the first thing I saw was a dacrocystogram and I was sold. <laughs> so that I think sort of says something about my passion for kind of trauma and theatre and looking at interventional things and, and for me being a radiographer really gave me that opportunity to make a difference to people in that short period of time but maybe not get so, I don't know, hooked up with the, I'm going to be controversial, emotional side of things because I tend to hold on to things quite a bit. So it was the snapshot with the patient was working for me rather than the long-term relationship with that nurses might have or radiotherapeutic radiographers might have. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's what got me into therapeutic and not diagnostic, yeah. was wanting to chat to people. But it is hard, I think, at the minute as well. It's been quite hard. Do you, like, what's a normal day for you? A normal day at the minute? Wow. <laughs> a normal day at present would be, um, well, rattle through a lot of emails. Um, then, uh, at the minute it's quite a mix actually. I've got a few different research projects undergo, underway. Um, I'm revalidating our programme. Uh, there's still... No one ever appreciates how big a revalidation oh, you know, I'm so excited about my revalidation though. <laughs> I'm going all in on uh, mental health, well-being, and, and really just driving, um, trying to make an, a positive impact and, and encapsulating what patients, the person and family-centered care, and trying to get students to acknowledge their value in that process. So it's going to be a massive repackage of what's, hopefully, what will come. I'm quite excited about but it's, yeah, my job at present is obviously keep the day-to-day -day running, engage with teaching still. Um, 
obviously we're doing a little bit of remote working but also driving the simulation forward within our college as well and supporting a new uh, simulation strategy uh, at our university so oh, it's an eclectic mix <laughs> I love that you started on emails Every emails oh, yeah <laughs> so Naomi obviously we hyped up the fact you now yeah. Yes, very much so. Gosh, so it's actually started at UKIO in 2015. Um, yeah, it did because I was presenting a piece of work using moulage, the professional makeup to um, simulate a burn on a patient and give students that opportunity to see a patient they might not necessarily see in clinical practice so just trying to offer those experiences and I was presenting that research and I was very kindly awarded the Alan Nichols Award by the Society of Radiographers and that I suppose that recognition was hold on I've, I've got something that I'm really passionate about here and that I can take further so my doctorate journey started in 2016 and just taking that concept to using uh, moulage to offer students an opportunity to see open wounds but really focus on the emotional side of it and try to support students to become a bit more normalised to it ahead of going out in clinical practice. Be aware that actually talking about your emotions is absolutely fine and actually support our academics and our supervising radiographers to engage with that effective domain more so and provide that briefing and the opportunity to learn but also the debriefing component and I wanted to kind of offer students that opportunity for simulation and track that journey to see if this is something that's valuable for a curriculum um, and along that journey all I can say is doing a doctorate is a long time takes over your life and a lot of life happens in between and I will mention my daughter at this point. <laughs> She's going to get in there. So I had uh, Nina, my daughter, of which I have shared on Twitter. She has Down syndrome. My journey with her is extraordinarily fantastic. But what it has taught me is the time that I've spent in healthcare as a carer has completely switched my philosophy for teaching and what patients and family-centred care is about. And now... I'm feeding all of that back the way and really truly I thought I was doing it I'm gonna be fair I thought up to that point I'm teaching this I wasn't teaching it I was throwing in the odd thing but I was not I did not have the passion for it that I do now and so now I'm hoping that making a difference back the way as well that was making a difference for her and going forward so yeah it's a big journey <laughs> an emotional one in all respects but there we What's go. What sort of research are you going to look into next then? You've got some more real yes. life experience. So the next stage is supporting our supervising radiographers. So one aspect that we found um, was that students go out, they may just be literally dragged into theatre and uh, you know, offered that if you feel unwell then just take a seat or you can walk out. That's, there's no briefing, there's no we're going to go and see this, this is what it's going to look like, this is the people that you see. There's, you know, that's a very limited briefing that is offered. And then often it's, right, we're off to the next case. Students aren't having that opportunity to really talk about what they're apprehensive about, how they might overcome that, how they're feeling during it, what's happening, understanding that patient journey. 
and having that understanding of what's happening next with that patient. So there's very little opportunity for closure and so they're carrying that with them uh, into the next patient. And there's an element of sort of vicarious trauma happening. And I don't know if it's just coming from our busy lives or busy, you know, it's very busy in diagnostic radiography. There's also time pressures with everything else as well. Or if it's just that we've forgotten. We've been through that journey. We've gone through the hard times ourselves. Literature's showing that this is something that's gone back decades. We're acknowledging it. We're not doing anything about it. So the next stage of the doctorate is to, um, I've, I've come with this concept, build briefing, undertaking, internalising, learning and debriefing and I hope to create a, an app with some supportive um, just short like snapshot type things that if you're somebody that's new to supervising radiographer or maybe you're used to it but maybe got a little bit more relaxed and maybe not doing it as well as you could be, this is a resource that they could have in their pocket, on their phone, on a flashcard to try and improve it and and give them more of a holistic supervisory experience. It's interesting. For anyone listening, what is vicarious trauma? Vicarious lot, trauma. Terms, PTSD. Yeah. Things burnout, compassion fatigue. There are well, yes, that's true. So my how I've used the term vicarious trauma is essentially. Um, yeah, I suppose I, I want to kind of now link towards a little bit PTSD. Like it's it's carrying that. Um, the emotions that you felt the patients are feeling and then that's coming back onto yourself so um, I had examples where students for example had um, seen seen patients that had open wounds but they had sort of seen their uh, daughter that it wasn't their daughter but that's what they saw that they weren't briefed for it and they and therefore the trauma that that child was going through became their trauma and they were then carried that home and they can then struggle to work with pediatrics after that and it and it went on for weeks and months there was a lot of work to be doing they just couldn't get past it so I suppose it, you know it's, there are lots of different terms uh, as to I suppose how it could be presented as well <laughs> so in terms of the special interest group yes nationally oh wow oh, I mean we can even go international if you like well, let's so <laughs> let's not so in terms of the Society of Radiographers um, you can just literally get in touch with me through Twitter or my email address um, through the University of Derby staff page and just we can put you um, I, I, co I chair it with um, Phil Cotton who's vice chair he's like the tech guy I like to call him sorry <laughs> Sorry, Phil. So, so he looks after that. But we can put you onto our DISC mail account, and then that brings the international component in. And we would send out emails um, ahead, like an automatic invite ahead of our quarterly evening webinars. It's um, an opportunity. We invite three people to share their work, but it's a really relaxed forum. And then we have a discussion at the end amongst ourselves. So we have an international audience. Um, and also be, by being part of that Gmail account, if you've got any concerns or issues or resources that you're after or anything that you think, hold on, the simulation community might be able to help here, just put an email out and it goes to everybody. So what I'm really trying to drive forward with simulation, not just through society radiographers, but you know, 
through through places like this and on Twitter is that actually we've got that shared goal of expanding placements, of making people feel more comfortable, more competent, more confident. Um, but actually, we know for a fact that simulation is really resource heavy. So why are we not just sharing it? Let's get over our, this is my intellectual property and I'm only using it here. We can still own that intellectual property, but let's share the resources. Let's just create a massive bank of, of things that we can all use as academics. So. Yeah. And actually, there is there's some competitive behaviours between HEIs and things like that that I think comes from university yes. leaders, not necessarily from us as healthcare professionals who are passionate and motivated about our courses. Um, and it is, it's about sharing those opportunities to collaborate. And there are enough students to go around. I know, I know. It's just... that we don't just embrace it and go, do you know what? Actually, if we did a massive big Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, some students might go further afield because they want to escape their parents, who knows, but, you know, a lot of the students stay relatively local to their home, you know, that it might be that they're driving for that perfect university life, you know, and that particular place has a lot of simulation, so I'm going to go there. But if we can share the practice that we know works, I mean, we're all about disseminating it. We're all here talking about it and publishing it, but then handing over the actual resources and go, there you go. There's my simulation package. It's, so have you yeah. done that? So is that something, something that Darby is supportive of? I, I have spent a lot of time talking to people about it. Yeah. A lot of people contact me and say, you know, you're sharing this sort of, how have you done it? So yeah. I've through MS Teams, however, I've taught people about what I would say we would done to sort of help them put simulation into their curriculum. Um, I'm not sure how much of that. Share, yeah. So I've shared it. I, I, I would share it quite yeah. honestly. I've got. Um, I'd have to. This is the thing. I think. And the reason I'm hesitating is I don't know if like management level, like you yeah. say, yeah. if they would like. I'd almost have to check with them. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why the podcast, you know, like, yeah. we do it all the time, don't we? We know what best practice is, we know to use evidence-based practice, and you know, the fact that you have your expertise in this area, surely we should be going, can we yeah. have can you have best it? practice model? Because yeah. we can then utilise yeah. it. It's, it's frustrating sometimes, and I speak only personally from my perspective, and this hold over intellectual rights. Yeah, I do think as well, with the thing with simulation is... You know, if I handed over my simulation package to you, I don't know what resources you've got. So, so a lot of what the reason why I'm sort of talking to people in more of a consultancy situation is because then I can say, what have you got? This is how you can do it. So I've supported other professions like osteopathy. We've put together virtual clinics. Um, I've handed over my package to people that just want the design, um, so they can kind of build their own case scenarios and things like that. Um, but it's you need to know what equipment you've got in order to create something, I suppose. So. But again, that's just that's that opportunity, isn't it? Come along to the Society of you know Simulation Group plug. And <laughs> it's strange because obviously we all want the same thing, whatever it is. And I think COVID's taught everyone that everyone can come together. Yes. But it's interesting now coming to the end of it, 
is that, that, that kind of attitude actually going to follow through? But That's exactly, it's, it's yeah. It's interesting, especially with health inequalities, if we all just did the same thing, you could help country by country get rid of some of the health inequalities, but we don't. Yeah. So actually, it's interesting from COVID, we were great to look after each other, but now it's going back. Is it going it backwards? Before. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what I took from the, the plenary today with the F1, you know, they all came together, different companies, and then, you know, to support the drive for making uh, anaesthetic, which, what were they with it? I can't remember what they were making. Intubation. Yeah. Um, and, and now, what is it? Have they gone back? Or are there elements of safety that we can all share again? Who knows? But yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We um, absolutely loved it. We'll definitely get you back for a full episode and um, talk more about simulation. Um, we've got you here now. <laughs> you never leave us once you've been on a podcast for at least 10 minutes. And that's it. You sign up for the big one. Okay. <laughs> Super duper. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks.